Hey everybody, I hope you're having a great week. I hope you're in a little bit of better headspace since the beginning of basically the whole year. But yeah, I hope you guys are doing well. And if you have any prayer requests, you can continue to let me know and I'll be praying for you guys. So I'm actually recording this on Monday because on Sunday I fell asleep, so it's going to be late today. But, um, so after church on Sunday, on the stage, my pastor had his Bible open, had something highlighted, and he actually had Acts chapter 2, verse 26 through around 34. So I'm just going to start by reading some of that. I thought it was really cool and really encouraging. So it says, Therefore my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. Moreover, my flesh will rest in hope. Because you will not abandon me in Hades or allow your Holy One to see decay. You have revealed the path of life to me. You will fill me with gladness in your presence. So, and he also was talking about surrender. And I also thought that was really encouraging considering what's been going on this year. So, when we truly surrender to God and follow Christ, we have hope, even in the midst of the world looking chaotic. And one of the things he also said was, you have to leave yourself empty in order to be filled. And we have to be willing to give up what we want and even our rights. You know, like in our country, especially in America, we're like, this is my right. I have free speech and all this stuff. But, but scripture says that we have to be quick to listen. So... We have to surrender and really be willing to go against the grain. And when we do that, we will truly have joy and peace and we won't be shaken, just like it said in Acts chapter 2, 26 through 34. So, and I thought that also tied into what I wanted to talk about. So it was really cool that I found that scripture laying open on a stage. But I wanted to kind of branch off of surrender and go into talking about lust or any kind of sexual addiction. So have you ever heard somebody give a testimony and they talk about where they were and where they are now? And so when I went to a Christian school, and these were really good testimonies, don't get me wrong, but I never, I never felt like they really applied to me and I felt like I couldn't talk about these things because I was still struggling. And I honestly wish that they will have touched on the fact that you're still going to be tempted and you may still fall, but you just keep getting back up. It's never just a black and white or I was here and now I'm here and then all is good. It's realistically, it's not like that. So I want to talk a little bit about that today. Uh. So when we surrender to God, we also have to surrender our, not surrender, <laughs> surrender shame. Like we don't have to be ashamed. When you when you give yourself to Christ, shame is gone. Like I remember there was one time I fell into sin and I just knew like the next day that God was going to be so disappointed in me and I was going to feel so ashamed. But I didn't. I actually felt God smiling on me because his mercy was so great. And I was just like, wow, we, I don't have to live like this. I don't have to walk in shame. There's so much forgiveness for me even when I mess up. So I thought that was super, super encouraging. And it was just really cool. 
And it's also a trap of the enemy to make you forget that you have freedom in Christ. Yeah, we're going to talk about how to surrender to God when you're struggling with lust because, y'all, that is so common. It is so, so common. Like, just look at our media. It's everywhere in our culture, and it's, it can be so hard to live for Christ when it comes to the area of sex. So let's talk about that. <laughs> I can feel some of you guys squirming already, and I haven't even posted this yet, but please, please bear with me. You're not alone. I'm there too. It's all right. God still loves you. There's nothing wrong with you. So let's just start with that. So God is not calling people who are just perfect. He's calling people who are willing. So even if you still struggle with it or still get tempted with it, like I do, you can still you can still talk about it and you can still use your story to help other people. Don't ever let the enemy shame you into silence and thinking that you can't use your story to help others because he's doing that because he doesn't want you to say anything. He doesn't want you to let people get free. So we all have that authority in Christ. And also, I fell into this too. Like, this was so profound. Just because you're tempted by something doesn't mean you have to label it as a stronghold. Don't give the enemy all that power over your life. And I tend to do that, but I think also, it's also because of the language the church has held towards people who are like sexual minorities, basically if you're not a heterosexual. And so, it's funny because you can get angry and want to cuss somebody out, but somebody is not going to come up to you and be like, let me pray that cussing demon out of you. You didn't do anything. You wanted to cuss somebody out, but you didn't. So don't, don't let people label your temptation as a stronghold. There's nothing wrong with you. You're not any less chosen, any less saved, or any less holy. So let's just start there. And that can go for anything. I don't want anybody to feel that way with what they're going through, especially when it comes to sex. And remember that Jesus was tempted with everything known to man and he's still God he's still perfect and he's still holy so just remember that you guys and be encouraged so now that we cleared that up let's talk about the difference between like a temptation and then falling into sin so any any sex or portrayal of sex any representation that is outside of God's will is a sin and Jesus goes even as far to say, if you look at a woman lustfully, you have already committed adultery. Now, you're probably like, oh, come on. Like, what am I supposed to do? We're human. We're sexual. Like, you're, people are going to walk past you and you're going to like what you see. That's just normal. That's natural. Every, well, I won't say everybody because some people don't, but it's very common human experience to like what you see on somebody. But Jesus was highlighting the importance of not falling into the trap of stewing on an immoral thought. Now that doesn't mean beat yourself up or try to dismiss the fact that it happened. Don't don't ever try to push anything down, y'all. That does not work. Like let's go into psychology and practically. Don't try to shove things down and shame them because 
yeah, it just doesn't work. And people don't like to address that. We like to just act like things don't happen and that's not realistic. So acknowledge that the thought is there. Let it pass by and then replace it because our thoughts lead to action. So <laughs> if, if you're constantly thinking about somebody's booty, that's exactly what you're gonna end up chasing. <laughs> so we have to replace those thoughts and learn, learn to catch ourselves when those happen and not stew on them. And also, I think it's even important, more important to realize not to beat yourself up for them or shame yourself for them. All right, so, and also, I'm gonna include an outline in this when I post it as well. Recognize the traps that Satan has set up for you when it comes to lust. So what are you listening to? What are you watching? Who do you hang out with? Like when you're, if you're ever chilling with somebody and y'all always end up doing stuff you shouldn't be doing, then that person is a stronghold or that group of people may be a stronghold for you if they're always talking to you into doing stuff like that. Also, take note of the time of day that it happens. Usually when it comes to sexual sin, it's a lot of times I hear that it's at night. So, okay, I'm going to go to another verse, 1 Corinthians 10, 23. So this says, everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. Everything is permissible, but not everything builds up. So basically that means that's going beyond, is this a sin? Is this not a sin? Like just trying to get your free ticket in and see if you, what you can get away with doing. So I have a friend who doesn't listen to secular music at all. Now I don't have that same conviction. And of course she's free to listen to it if she wants to, but just like I talked about, she was noting certain patterns when it comes to strongholds. And when she listened to R and B music, it made her, <laughs> I'm like trying to stay polite so bad, but basically I'll just say certain types of music tempt you more. So that person decided to cut out secular music. So that, I think she did really good using the wisdom of that verse. I'm free to do this, but this is not good for me. So this is why this is my conviction. So keep that in mind. Avoid the traps. Don't flirt with them. Don't just say, well, this is technically not a sin. Like I can do this. You want to be led by the Holy Spirit. Yeah, that's why just legalism doesn't work. You want to know your, get to know God so that you can get to know yourself and be led by the Spirit so that you can stay away from those strong, not strongholds, stay away from those traps. Okay, so let's talk about when we need to replace it. So these things can become an addiction as well, like sex can be an addi addiction, masturbation can be an addiction, and porn can be an addiction too. So how do you surrender when something is an addiction? Because it doesn't help for somebody to just be like, oh, just surrender to God. And you're like, okay, but what am I supposed to do? I can't just think surrender, 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 just surrender. <laughs> so I'm going to give you guys some practical advice to help. And honestly, when it comes to replacing it, I don't have an answer for you. That's something that you have to go on your spiritual journey to figure out what you can replace with something more 
productive because it doesn't help to just lay there and be like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Because what are you doing? You're thinking about it. And because you're thinking about it, you're going to end up doing it. So the key is to divert your attention to something else. Don't suppress it. Divert it. Because suppression doesn't work. Then you're going to explode like a bomb eventually. So for me, I'm likely to fall into sin at night. And so I realize that during the day, I'm cool because like I'm going to work, I'm busy, I'm doing all this stuff. But at night, I'm just laying there. It's quiet. I have nothing but my own thoughts. And so what I started doing was reading fiction. Like I read some books that I really like until I get sleepy. And I'm so lost in the book that something lustful is nowhere near my mind because I'm just reading the words that are on the page. Now, some of y'all might not like to read. So like I said, you have to find something that will work for you. And when it comes to sex, we all long for intimacy. And intimacy and sex aren't the same thing. I mean, you get intimacy from sex, but if what you're longing for is intimacy, you can seek emotional connection somewhere else through really good friends, your family, and also just ask for hugs more. <laughs> if you need more affection, ask people to love on you, express yourself, tell people what you need in order to feel fulfilled intimately. And also, don't isolate yourself. I think that's when people also tend to boil over. They isolate themselves and try to suppress it, and they don't talk to anybody about it. And then so, it ends up boiling over. And that also, I think, is why some people end up harming people sexually, like assault or, or taking advantage of kids and stuff. It's because... They don't have anybody to express those thoughts with before they become actions. So I really encourage you guys to find people that you trust to talk to. And if you, if you can't find anybody, I can be a listening ear too. Seriously, I won't judge. I don't care what you tell me. Because who, who am I? We're all sinners saved by grace. So if you need me to be that ear, then I'd be happy to do that for you. So seek, seek intimacy with other people and with God so that you're not going towards a cheap substitute that will in the end have you feeling emptier. Because if you're laying with somebody after that person, after you guys get done, that person has to leave and go about their day and then you're left there by yourself. You don't want that. You wanna have other options that are healthy for you. Like I said, seeking friendships and and really, really good friends, not, not cheap and superficial or shallow you want somebody who you can really pour your hat out to and you can trust so yeah that is all I got you guys let me know if you have any questions or you think of something else that you think I should have included or something you have to add you can leave a comment all right you guys have a great week and oh have a great weekend. This weekend is the 4th of July, so I will not be posting or working on this that weekend. So I'll see you guys after that. Bye.